Welcome to the Re-Eval brought to you by the Children's Rehabilitation Institute Teleton USA. Hey, this is Laura. And this is Natalie. We're two therapists that work at CRIT, the Children's Rehabilitation Institute Teleton USA. We wanted to provide the community with an outlet for their stories and resources for our families that may not have access or know how to begin. We hope that through these interviews, we can continue to serve our families and the pediatric therapy community with knowledge and education from a distance. Join us as we speak with some of our therapists, patients, and their families about their diagnosis and discuss how CRIT has helped them navigate their unique challenges. Thanks for listening. Uh, hey friends, today on The Reval, we are interviewing Diego Rodriguez. He is a CRIG graduate and he discusses navigating his life in college. Um, he also highlights how he prepared to enter college, including navigating um, or navigation in the community with his wheelchair and planning his day with online courses and also in person. Hope you enjoy. You are listening to The Re-Eval brought to you by CRIG. Hi friends, today on the show we are excited to have Diego Rodriguez, who I am coming to learn more about here in these next couple of weeks. Um, apparently him and Natalie already have a relationship <laughs> and I had no idea. Yeah, we did. We did. <laughs> it's been a while, but it is good to see you back here. So it's been like, what, we were just saying about a year, a little over a year? Yeah, it's great to be back. Here. Yeah, it's awesome having you back. Someone uh, was like, you know Diego, right? And I was like, I know Diego. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had some good conversations in TR. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for, so for those that don't know you, Diego, would you mind just giving us a little bit background? Well, I am 19 years old and have cerebral palsy. I was actually born in Charlotte, North Carolina. I didn't know that. And yeah, I've, I've lived here most of my life, so I say that Texas is my most state. Okay. And how are you familiar with CRIT? How do you know this place? Well, I, I was a patient here and yeah, I had a lot of fun here and uh, yeah, I met Natalie and Jose and, and Bala. How long, how people. long were you? Yeah, I know them very well. How long were you a patient here for? Well, I was a patient here from when I was 12 wow. to when I was 18, so a very long time. Wow. And then, so I create, we don't like to say discharge, we like to say you graduated. So you graduated about a year, year and a half ago? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, that's right. All right. And so what are you doing now, Diego, now that you're out of CRIT and you since graduated high school, I believe so too, right? Well, yeah, I graduated CRIT in high school. Now I'm, I'm in college and I'm taking a podcasting class, actually. So, yeah, this is, this is almost like second nature to me because I really like to talk and, well, this is a, this is a good outlet for me. I feel. I don't know about Natalie, but one of my least favorite parts of, of doing this, because this is really a fun project for us, but um, is like going back and listening to myself speak. And <laughs> <laughs> we're going back and listening to edits. I'm like, oh, is that what I sound like? But I was telling Diego, I feel like he has a perfect voice for the podcast, and you just have like that presence about you. So I'm, I really think that's going to be a wonderful nature. Thanks. I really appreciate that. 
So you said that you're in college and you're taking a podcast class. Yeah. What are you majoring in in college? Well, I'm planning to major in radio, television, film later on. But right now, I'm studying general studies at Austin Community College. Did you always want to do this? Was uh, podcasting and radio always an interest for you? Uh, well, yeah, it was, but you know, I was a kid, so I, so I bounced from one profession to the next yeah. <laughs> quickly. That makes sense. At some point, I think everyone wants to be like a marine biologist, right? So yeah, yeah, <laughs> I think that. that. Um, yeah. But you had, I guess, some exposure here from kind of uh, you know doing a little bit of my research on you. I understood that you were in some of the telethons, and you seem like a natural, and like a big screen. This is like a big deal, and I, and I always find it so surprising because when I first started working here, they they tell you, hey, at some point you'll have cameras in your face during treatment <laughs> sessions, and the therapists are usually the ones that are like super awkward, and the <laughs> patients are like, ah, oh, we're used to it, it's no big yeah. deal, and so I felt the same way about yours. I saw a couple of your clips and uh, clips on. Peloton and I was like, oh yeah, he's a natural. Yeah, I uh, really appreciate that. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, I, I was, I, I was the spokesperson for Peloton for the first two years, and then got invited back uh, about a year ago, year and a half ago. So pretty much immediately after I graduated. That's awesome. I was going to say, I was watching some of your stories. I agree with Laura. Of, you are very much a natural. <laughs> well, I really appreciate that, ladies. <laughs> um, did you find, because um, like you're now you're going to college and um, you're 19, so you're kind of in that in-between stage, right, of, of, of getting things together in, in, quote, adult life. Yeah. Did you find that that transition was hard from high school to college for, for you in particular? Uh, well, it, it was, well, the answer to that's complicated because I knew I, because I'd always wanted to uh, go to college and major in something, but, but I feel like the, but I feel like time just flew by. What do you think one of the hardest parts was transitioning from uh, even like high school to college or life at Crete to adult life? They're kind of at the same time, right? So what do you think some of the biggest challenges were for you? Well, so well, one of the biggest challenges for me was structuring my own classes because, well, in, in high school and all the all the grade levels before high school, uh, your classes are picked for you, and and now that and when you go to college, you have to pick your classes. I remember that was like one of my least. It was exciting, but then you almost had too much freedom. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that could be really. I I agree with you. Uh, would you agree with me too? I would. I I really like learning so I feel like I'm one of those that'll be like I'm gonna hit this hard and do like back-to-back classes and then I'm just <laughs> drained by the end of the day so um I think you know schools are around for a reason right and they know how to, they know how to manage <laughs> you get a little burnt out huh? yes yes you get a little burnt out 
So I think like in the first couple of semesters, I'm like, okay, I need to chill and give myself <laughs> some time to study or to eat or to do whatever, you know what I mean? Or I think you learn your routine, you know, yeah. like, hey, I don't function before 10 a.m. Yes. <laughs> now I do, then I did not. Yeah. So 8 a.m.s were, you know, well off the table. Um, I managed to not have Friday classes. <laughs> so you yeah. learn what works and what doesn't work, that's for sure. But you get a little bit of time to ease into that. Yeah. What else do you think was the uh, other challenges that you had? Well, this, another challenge, challenge, quote unquote, was money management. Uh, well, I, well, I, I came to the realization that someday I would have to manage my own money and well, it was, it was just eye-opening to me because, well, well, my parents had, well, my parents had bought me so much stuff in the years prior to when I turned 18 that now I, I just realized Things cost, and um, <laughs> sometimes an arm and a leg. I mean, yeah, like, uh, like for example, I, uh, I once, I once bought myself a cowboy hat that was, that was around two hundred forty dollars. Wow. Well, actually, two hundred forty-nine dollars. But who's counting? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that adds up. You know, the funny thing is that you're 19 and you're you're making that realization now. Some people don't ever realize it are in our poor money managers all the time. So. Yeah, most of them, yeah, not to, yeah, I don't mean to roast any rich kids, but <laughs> hey, most I of those people are rich. I won't drop my friends' names, but I have friends that are almost 30 and they're still dropping money on things that... Maybe aren't a priority like others oh, should man. be. <laughs> that, that is very impressive uh, that you're already working toward money management. I don't think I was that way when I was 19. No. And I guess something I didn't ask you, are you working and going to college or are you focusing your time right now for college? Well, I'm kind of focusing my time on college right yeah, now because I want to um, make sure I get the best bang for my book. You know? I, yeah. I kind of want to do something like this. Actually, I want to be a voice actor when I get out of college. Okay. So yeah, this so so yeah, podcasting is a good avenue for that. I think. Nice. Um, going back to college. So you're are you taking classes like on campus? Uh, well, I, well, the podcasting class I'm taking right now is on campus. Okay. So, uh, Diego uses a wheelchair, so people can't see right now because we're in this room without a camera. Um, what is it like for like accommodations on campus? Like, how, how do you get around? Well, um, well, when we arrive on campus, uh, my mom pushes me in my in my manual wheelchair because I because I've never taken this one. Because I'm not taking my motorized wheelchair, which is the one I'm sitting in right now. So. Okay. Yeah, so. 
do you have most of your classes in person or are they kind of like a mix of uh, online in person? Well, I've had college classes in uh, online uh, and, I, and I'm thinking of sticking it and I'm thinking of sticking with it for the for the first for the main semesters and going to class in person in the summer okay. for my uh, podcasting classes. Yeah, the reason I ask is we have a lot of kiddos that, um, not just you, that, you know, they're interested in college. And I think uh, the intimidation of I have to use my wheelchair on campus, um, is the campus friendly? Mm-hmm. Um, so things like that. So I wanted to hear your perspective of, um, so you, you go in person in the summer, preferably, mm-hmm. and then if you can help it, you want the rest to be online. Is that just because it's easier? It's convenient because you don't want to get out of bed? <laughs> like, what, what are your thoughts behind that? Well, I guess it's kind of for convenience's sake, and uh, like, like you said, uh, Natalie, and uh, also because of... Because, like, because, hey, better safe than sorry, right? Sure. Yeah, for sure. And I think something you spoke about earlier with as far as, like, managing your time and picking your classes, I think that makes a huge difference for someone um, in a wheelchair, and especially if you're going manual, right? Because this thing, this bad boy, your electric chair, zooms around pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> I see you cruising around here, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, it goes so fast. But a manual wheelchair, depending on how far your classes are, that's something you need to take into consideration when you're planning your day, so to say, if that makes sense. Yeah, it um, does. So something, I guess, for someone else to think about if they're trying to, to attend college and, and kind of managing their time. And um, One thing my husband told me to do, and I know he's done, is like walking, which a lot of people do, I guess, right? Rocking around the um, university and with your schedule and actually figuring out where your classes are um, that way you're not lost day one you know what I mean and kind of giving you an idea and I think that's something that would be really convenient for for anybody right especially if you're in a wheelchair Um, I know where you can go fun fact the first day of my spring semester my sophomore year so I had been there for three semesters at this point starting my fourth so not a newbie to the school I went to um, and I had no idea where this building was because oh, I did man. not walk to that class. I was like, whatever, I'll figure it out the morning of. Um, I actually missed the first class because oh, by the time no. I figured it out, it was like literally five minutes to class and the professor was like, figure it out next time. And you don't get as much uh, leeway. And so um, I highly recommend well, what I was saying is <laughs> walk if you can. Cruise if you can. Check it out for if you do transition to in-person. Give yourself time. I think that was my other thing. I, 10 minutes is not enough time to get across campus. I don't care how big your campus is. You want to take a, eat a snack, you're not going to have time to like go to your yeah. next class and chill for a second, right? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah you're like Simple things. <laughs> yes. <laughs> do you want to chill when you get to your... When you get to your next class, because, well, for one thing, you're probably tired. <laughs> yeah. And another thing, you want to get a feel for the room. Yeah. You are literally speaking to my anxiety. 
I'm that person that likes to know the lay of like the parking lot to like where the actual room is that I'm going to. What's the seating situation like? Um, where am I going to see the best? All of that. And you that's exactly what you just said. <laughs> yeah, honestly, the reason why I'm speaking to your anxiety is because I'm also speaking to my anxiety <laughs> personally. Because I... Because I want to get a feel for the seating situation and the, and the room and all this other stuff because this is the room I'm going to be in for the rest of the semester. Right, you have a lot more to consider because you do use the chair. Um, have you come across any issues since you've been in college in your classes? That, no. um, Getting in and out difficulty or anything? Well, no. Not trying really. to call people out. I know. I just more for like learning things that like going back to things to consider. <laughs> well, no, not 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 really. But well, that's good. But I would think that one of the one of the difficulties that you spoke of would probably be in a doorway that's too narrow or sure. with a build or the entrance to the building. Having stairs and only stairs. Is that something that happens at uh, where you're currently at? Uh, well, no. Good. The, the entrance to the building, or at least uh, your building. At least, yeah. Yeah, my building is flat. Oh, that's good. I went to school in the mountains of North Carolina. Um, and I did, yeah, yeah. And uh, I was a recreation background, and I don't care who you are, if you walk, if you're in a chair, whatever, everybody experiences fun, and that was my major. Like, I literally majored in fun and recreation management. Oh, and man. I just remember after I took some classes on like inclusive rec and ADA accessibility, I remember there was one building, it was our uh, histories were in there and stuff like that. Oh. The wheelchair entrance was actually around the back of the building. And take it, yes, it took you to an elevator. It was wide doors, but like, you couldn't even go in through the front because oh, it had so many yeah. stairs to get up to, which I guess is better than nothing. But I just remember being on a mountainous campus and like, it's literally there, you know, you walk both ways uphill in the snow was literally my school. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> and I, it was, you did not see a lot of wheelchair users because... While the school was accessible, it wasn't the most friendly accessible. They did it because it was law. Mm -hmm. They didn't do it because it was convenient. That's terrible. And, and so I, they checked the boxes, but they were missing out on this huge population, like bright kids like yourself, that can you imagine if they got you through the doors, their program mm -hmm. would be so much better. But if you go onto that campus and you'd probably be like, oh, this isn't the best. Can you imagine rolling up mountains in your oh, wheelchair? <laughs> like, yeah. I actually had to spend two to three hours in a wheelchair as a class assignment, and it was awful. Yeah, it was, I had to go, I purposely went across campus, I didn't stay in my building, and I, it was, it's a mountainous campus. It was not, uh, it was not the best, and it really opened my eyes. And now I look at other campuses, like, um, like Texas State. They sit on a hill, but they're very accessible. Okay. The hill is not the best, but their buildings are great. Um, and so that's really cool. They're yeah. very, they're a lot more ADA friendly. Um, so it's cool to see how different campuses compare to each other. Yeah, in a past um, interview, we talked about San Antonio. So San Antonio is super historic and really old, and the buildings are really old, and the paved ways are not as best. And I just feel like um, San Antonio even has ways to, 
to kind of improve accessibility within the city, especially downtown. Downtown is rough. Um, and I don't know if you frequent downtown. Yeah, yeah. But I have been to downtown. Actually, I, uh, I've, I've been there a lot. You know, I've, I've gone to the Riverwalk and, uh, and the Majestic Theater and, uh, and the Aztec Theater and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's very well share friendly. Nice. Well, that's great to hear. I, the one she pointed out was our courthouse. And I, that always is just like a ding in my head that for a long time there, they weren't able to access, wasn't accessible or it was really hard. Kind of like Natalie saying, you're going through a back door into a maze. It checks the box, here. but it doesn't, it doesn't mean that it's friendly. Yes. I, like, I think yes. of like, uh, ADA accessible versus like inclusive, whereas, yeah. Or universal design where like everybody has to use it the same way. So if you're going up a ramp, we're also going up a ramp. There's no stairs. Yeah. Like okay. genius, right? Like all of us use it the same way, so there's no discrimination whatsoever. Um I get out of convenience a ramp is there for you because that's what you need. Mm -hmm. But if we can all use it the same way, that's like the goal, right? <laughs> yeah. Um I know schools like UTSA are their campus is probably one of the most accessible friendly I've ever seen. Um it's flat they heavily take into consideration people, wheelchair users, walkers, crutches, like it's, you walk across campus and you see other people with disability getting across no problem. And okay. that's like the goal, yeah. <laughs> right? So oh, cool. I, I see you looking at my paper. Um, I, what I wanted to ask you, which is what I wrote down here, <laughs> kind of off topic. Um, so you're in a podcast class, and I don't know if you can tell, but Natalie and I are just kind of winging this, right? We're here, <laughs> yeah, we're having a conversation with you, but I'm curious, like, what do they teach in a podcasting course? Well, they're, well, I'm in podcasting one, and, uh, well, they're, they're teaching us, uh, how to, how to use this, how to use audio editing software and, um, and about the equipment and and right and right now actually I've uh, I just turned in I turned in a branding assignment just just two days ago and yeah it's uh it's for a podcast that I'm making um it's for a school project podcast that I'm making called Short Story Corner. Oh, that's cool. Do would you mind sharing a little bit more on that? It's basically a a podcast where I take short stories and turn them into give them the audio drama treatment. That's really cool. That is really cool. Yeah, and uh, and I also do a bunch of voice acting. Would you mind giving us any? Sure any, teaser, any teasers? <laughs> Hi, the name's Fianella. Mike Fianella. Detective. Love it. I got to know Diego last year. He also does really good Looney Tunes. Not trying to put you on the spots. You got it! Yes. You got it, Pat. <laughs> what's, what's up, ladies? That's so funny. That's very good. I'm so impressed. Thanks! <laughs> I'm in a podcast. This is great. Oh, I love it. <laughs> that is so good, Diego. You are despicable. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, those were yeah, those were three in a row. Those were Bugs Bunny, Sylvester, and Daffy Duck. Those are really good. Um, I'm so impressed. That's how I got to know Diego is through Looney Tunes. <laughs> I love it. Which is yeah. so crazy because uh, we interviewed one of the SLPs here and she was talking about how uh, SLPs also in that field like to kind of, uh, I think it was for an accent is what she was saying, like you can uh, work on different accents. She was saying like actors can hire a speech therapist yeah. to help with like dialect or accents. Which I thought was or... super cool, I had no idea. Oh, that is. That's awesome. Okay. You said this was podcast one, so there's multiple podcast classes you can take? Yeah, there's, uh, yeah, there's, there's, well, actually, it's a progression. There's, a uh, podcasting one, podcast two, podcast three, and I think that's it. There might be a podcast four, but I don't, but I don't really but I don't, so but I can't really remember that off the top of my head. That's so cool. I feel like schools have come a long way and they keep up with like what's new. And then you get to experience and keep in like the, the new of technology coming out. Everything is going toward podcasts. Henceforth, we have one because we have a lot we can share. So that's really cool that your school gets to help you out with that. Well, yeah, I'm, yeah, I really, I really do thank them for that. And, uh, yeah, I hope I hope we can get together some other time and uh, yeah, because this is fun. Yeah, I, and I guess I we didn't introduce that part of the other relationship here. Like you knew Natalie ahead of time, but um, Graciela, who is in charge of our volunteer program, I believe, um, had kind of put us in connection and told us that you were, you know. Uh, majoring, or that was your plan, was to do broadcast and mm. and podcasting and, and television. And I just thought that was a really cool idea because I didn't realize that people were um, majoring in that first off. But um, once I got to meet you and, and just kind of understood what we were doing, we had kind of put in there that we were hoping to have Diego back as a guest host, at least for one episode. So he'll he'll be interviewing someone here himself, which I'm super excited about because I think it's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Like a, what uh what public I this is I maybe I don't know this. I know other than Teleton, what other public events have you gotten to do? Well I've gotten to do a public speaking event at St. Edwards University in Austin, Texas. It was about um it was about accommodations for people with disabilities. And uh, yeah, that was that was that was a good and so, uh, would this be like a a com- accommodations within the community or accommodations? Well, school accommodations, actually. Okay. Yeah, accommodations for people with disabilities going in, transitioning into college life. And, well, I, I have to say that um, it seems like it paid off. I mean, I, I mean, I've been going to college for what, like, uh, like one, like a year and a half, and yeah, it's uh, everything's everything's in tip-top shape for me. Good. Well, especially after our conversation, especially just talking about college and stuff, you definitely are very aware. So that's cool that you got to talk on that. Yeah. Yeah, and I know I I had talked to you when we met before, and um, kind of just being that advocate and that voice, and and you know now Natalie had mentioned it. Sometimes it can be intimidating for really for anybody when you're making that transition from high school and you know into that 
a new phase of life where you're you're gonna have to be forced to be a little bit more independent and so I feel like you without purposely doing it or showing people that you can do it and that, that the possibility is there to just continue to pursue what you need um, at whatever ability you can which I really love that so I appreciate it because I, I know we have some kids coming up soon that are going to be graduating and it would maybe even be nice to have you here to speak and kind of just giving them I don't know if you would mind I just thought about that right now (laughs) (laughs) I literally just thought of but maybe yeah having you back to talk to some of our kids and and just kind of letting them know how how you're doing the accommodations that you did and kind of how you you know are able to achieve what you do because you're doing a lot yeah yeah that'd be great you really appreciate that I would really appreciate that (laughs) (laughs) um we have on here another topic, which was kind of, I guess, what I talked about a second ago. Um, what do you hope for future kids your age in a similar experience? Well, I hope that uh, kids can understand that life with a disability isn't something to be ashamed of. It's 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 what makes you unique. You know you. You can have muscular dystrophy or cerebral palsy like myself, or you can have a myriad of other disabilities and and be the and be either the and be the most and be the happiest kid in the world. Just take it from me. I mean, I mean, I'm a, I mean, I'm a, I mean, I'm a. I mean, I'm a pretty happy guy. I'm pretty satisfied with 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 what my life has given me thus far, and uh, yeah, um, hopefully, and uh, hopefully, I'll be able to uh, chase my dreams. And speaking of which, kids, I want you to chase your dreams because no matter. No matter how Im- impossible something like a dream might seem, it's within reach. You can quote me on that if you want. I love that. I do love that, and I feel like um, I mean that can go back to any uh, any of us. You know what I mean? There's always something there, but we we really I don't have any other questions. I don't have any questions for us. Well, no. No, it was really great having you. Um, nice speaking to you. I feel like you're so wise. And this is just the beginning for you, Diego. I feel like you're going to do the most awesome things, and I'm really excited for your future. I'm going to be listening one day and be like, hey, I know yeah. that guy. <laughs> I talked to that guy. So I'm excited. Well, for future reference, if you if you hear a, a kid from who was originally from North Carolina, but then moved to Texas with cerebral palsy in in any animated show, you can bet it, you can bet that was me. Can't wait to brag one day that we got to know you. <laughs> yeah. I think you're gonna make it happen. I think it's gonna be awesome. Thanks, and uh, no doubt. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a pleasure to be here with you, and uh, Oh, we're just yeah. getting started. We're excited to work with you, and see what ideas you can help us with and bring your podcast class expertise to us. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> we need it. All right. <laughs> yeah, sounds good.
Re-Eval brought to you by Crit. Um, so, so many things we can say about Diego. I feel like he is my little role model, even though he's younger than me. <laughs> um, he's just so prepared, and, and I feel like a lot of times when you are um, a child with a disability, now a young adult with a disability, you end up growing up quicker. You know, he's learning how to navigate a lot of other things. He talks a lot about money management and um, just kind of being prepared for that transition from high school to college uh, was really eye-opening. And I feel like anybody that's currently going through that, um, this is a great one to listen to because he really gives some good tips. Yeah, um, as this is especially releasing um, with that time of the year, kids are going back to college, starting college, moving into college. I literally just told Laura that um, I moved into my freshman year at Upstate 10 years ago. Um, so it was cool to like reminisce, but um, we have a whole different perspective because we don't use wheelchairs. Um, so for him to talk about planning his day, um, his anxiety is similar to mine of like you want to get in and scout the best area to seat in the class. And he has to do the same thing with his wheelchair. Um, Laura and I also just had this excellent discussion about like ADA standards and, um, you know, our doorways too small or do you have stairs to get into the building? Um, it goes back to that it's never we always need to keep having this conversation of growth and can we keep doing better if schools aren't having the same entrance for everyone just like i had talked about with um one of the buildings at my school the entrance was in the back of the building almost in i guess it was on a hill so kind of like the basement but that sub level whereas everyone else used that uh second floor entrance and so it's just you know it wouldn't have been fair for diego um but i think we're moving in a better direction yeah, and something I feel like I'm always learning from you, Natalie, is um, universal design versus integration and segregation and whatnot. And I just feel like that's something that, that does need to be talked about more. We do need to have, um, I don't understand why it can't just be universal <laughs> design, you know, everywhere. I understand things are probably going to be more expensive, but overall, um, we talked about it at a previous um, podcast and, you know, we are located here in San Antonio and this is a very old city. And so even getting around downtown here isn't the easiest thing to do. Um, but again, Diego, I feel like he's been all over the place and, and he just makes it work. And I think right. um, preparing yourself, again, just being extra prepared is the way to go about these things. Uh, but I just love that he's going for it. I mean, and he, I just know is going to do big things. I always talk a big game about these kids because they're so awesome. But um Honestly, he has the voice for it. He has the motivation, and um, he has like just—he's just the right personality for this yeah, type of thing. Yeah, overall, I mean, he's just your. It goes back to a lot of people ask, like, how do you? How are you aren't you scared working with kids with disabilities? And I'm like, dude, don't let their chairs fool you. Yeah, just like Diego, they're smart. They know what they're doing. Clearly, he's in college. He's rocking it. Here he is talking about time management money management we talked about it in the podcast like we have plenty of friends that are much older that can't even get a grasp on budgeting and here he is realizing like oh things cost money um so this kid is so well-rounded and he knows what he's doing he's gonna go far he's gonna use his very bright light to hopefully shed that onto other people and um i think he's gonna be a pretty good advocate for disabilities i think he'll be able to help bring that change of is my classroom set up for wheelchairs or um just that good voice, like Laura said. He's he's going to go far. Yeah, and we didn't talk too much about it, but um, I know that he's done public speaking events, and I and I want to say one of the events that he did was talking about um, 
navigating the campus and kind of remaining inclusive mm-hmm. within uh, the standards that he needs to be able to learn, right? Without the extra st- stress of like, where am I going to have my wheelchair? Where am I going to sit? And and I think just keeping that topic alive is really important. So hopefully um, things will continue to change. I think we're moving in the right direction, um, but just keeping keeping it around. But we're getting there. A lot more, a lot more growth for sure. Everybody can keep growing though. But we're excited to hopefully keep using him on the show, and um, I think he's going to go really far. And like we said, it'll be great. As a nonprofit, we couldn't do what we do without your support. Please visit us at critusa.org for more information on our organization, as well to find a link to donate. We would love to hear feedback from you. As mentioned, we are a podcast to serve you. We are reserving the final portion of each episode to hear from you. You can email us at podcast at critusa.org for questions or topics that you would like to be covered. For more information about the re-eval, please visit critusa.org. Thank you for listening. The information presented on this podcast is not intended to be used as medical advice. Please continue to follow the recommendations of your physician and or other healthcare providers. Please refer to your physician prior to initiating any modifications to your current healthcare regimens. regimens.